0: What's going on, everybody? This is Steven, and you are listening to Tillman's Corner Sports Talk. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and email us. Um, we have You can actually find us on Twitter, and now you can find us on Instagram. We have an Instagram now. Um, find us on there, TC Sports Talk or Tillman's Corner Sports Talk. You can find us under either one. Uh, it's kind of a like, shout-out to our wives, Kristen and Courtney. You know, it was there. I guess they're kind of our social media managers now. I don't know. They're kind of they're <laughs> helping us control that. They know more about social media than we do. So find us on Instagram. Find us on Twitter. Um, we got some a topic coming up later that uh, our Instagram, if you follow us on Instagram, you know one of the topics we'll be discussing. So follow us on there to know what's coming up and to just some cool stuff. Uh, we might be getting a TikTok soon. I don't know.
1: Let's hope. Yeah,
0: we'll see. Uh, y'all might see videos and pictures of us, and you can determine – If we look as good as we sound. Or you might look at us and be like, man, they look horrible.
1: (laughs) They're fat and ugly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Look out for TikTok. I'm sure we'll be on Facebook pretty soon. But um, obviously,
1: if you watch the show, you know we love doing local shout-outs, love highlighting some local players. So who do we have, Heath? Today for our local shout-out, we got Jayvon Williams Javon Williams, he played football, baseball, and basketball at Baker High School here locally in Mobile. So he played all three of the really the major sports, and he was an all-star selection in each of the sports. He helped lead each of the three teams to the playoffs, which is really impressive for him and his team. He was just named this week the uh, AL.com Coastal Alabama Male Athlete of the Year for twenty one for year twenty one twenty two, which is really incredible. That's awesome. His guy's really talented. I mean, just to play all three sports, I know how dedicated you got to be because he probably really doesn't get any time off. You know, he goes from sport to sport, and some of them sports overlap. So, just for him to keep his body in shape and, yeah. you know, just stay – I mean, that's just really impressive. I know I would get tired after just playing one sport. I couldn't imagine playing three. Yeah. It's just super keeping impressive. Up, keeping up with schoolwork and everything. Yeah, I mean, for sure. And, and uh, he just signed a scholarship to go to Kennesaw State to play football and baseball. So, he's continuing his uh, – athletic career he's playing football and baseball and you know who's huge shout out to him you know we're working to maybe possibly get him on the podcast yeah. that'd be pretty awesome we've, we've touched base with him we have contacted him
0: um we're just trying to work out some logistics and there's a few things that have to happen in order for us to interview him get him on the show uh, so we just hopefully all that'll pan out
1: and hopefully all that'll work so we can get him on the show and just talk to him for a little bit Yeah, we'd love to have him on the show. Like, last week we had Southern Miss first baseman Christopher Sargent. We appreciate him coming on. And We love, like we said, like Stephen said in the opening, if you know anybody that you want us to try to get on the podcast, we'll definitely try our best. But, you know, moving into our next hot topic, we had the Ole Miss Baseball Rebels – well, Ole Miss Rebels – winning the College World Series. One-two pitch.
0: Struck him out. From last four in to last team
1: standing, Ole Miss has won the college You just heard from the ESPN broadcast, from last four in to the last team standing. You know, that's what's so impressive about this World Series championship for Ole Miss. You know, they didn't even really think they were going to make the tournament. And for them to get in and just have a remarkable run, I think they only lost one game through the whole tournament. I know they lost one in the World Series, but I think they lost one game the Whole tournament and for them to bring home, I think, the team's first championship baseball championship is just really impressive. And uh, I can't say enough about their ace, he was phenomenal, and they had big time hitting, yeah, absolutely. And Christopher, he you know, Sergeant caught
0: it. We asked him, or you asked him last week, who was he pulling for and who's he thinks gonna win. And he named Ole Miss to win it all, so good pick, yeah. Hopefully, uh, he was betting some money on the game. I don't know if he can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, like
1: I said, hey, listen, we talk a lot about um, Mobile having great athletes. You know, Missis- the state of Mississippi, back-to-back years, winning the College World Series. and yeah. You know, Southern Miss may have a good chance next year, as well as Mississippi State, then Ole Miss, That's right. Southern Miss. You're next. Yeah, you're next. Here we go. So, our next local shout-out,
0: kind of a local shout-out slash hot topic, um, Ladd People Stadium. If you're from around here or – Maybe not, even if you, like, come to the Senior Bowl that's hosted here in Mobile every single year. You know what a lot of people's stadium is. Um, there's a bunch of high school games played at it. Um, there's a college bowl game. I can't remember. It's, but it's changed over the years. Um, I think it was, like, Dollar a Dollar General Bowl. Dollar General Bowl. It used to be a Go Daddy Bowl, I think. <laughs> and then I, want, I believe there's like, one other bowl it was called. But anyway. GMC Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. GMC Bowl. Um, for, for years, uh, other than the past couple of years, uh, Senior Bowl was hosted there where they practiced, played the game and everything. Um, there's actually, we don't know too many details, but we, uh, there's a, a news release that there's actually a new Pro Spring Football League that will be using LAD as its home stadium. I read there's like, I don't know how many teams total, I think it was eight, eight total teams, um, but there's like in Virginia, they're, I mean they're kind of all over the place, so They'll be practicing there. They'll have training kept there starting in July. You want to go try out? I, I might. I don't know. I we'll think see. I might. I mean, you know. We'll Defensive end. Tillmans are known for their athleticism. Or they're just denial that they're not athletic. I don't know. One of the two. But, uh, no, they're, so they'll be bringing about reportedly around like 400 personnel between players, coaches. So, that's really exciting for the city because you think, I mean, 400 people, they're going to have to stay in hotels I don't know if, you know, hotels, rent houses, they'll be eating at restaurants and have to buy groceries, shopping around the, a mobile. So that's exciting for the city, really good for the city. So we'll have to try our best to go check out, mate. hopefully check out, depending on when they play, Um, check out the games and see how that goes. So that's our one of our hot topics slash local shout-outs. Uh, next hot topic, Heath, this one's kind of pertains to college football. So what do you got?
1: Yeah, we got Arch Manning, the – the young phenom, high school phenom, the nephew of Eli and Peyton Manning. Everybody listening probably knows who they are. Super Bowl champions and grandson of Archie Manning. A little bit before my time, but I hear he was phenomenal quarterback. And he actually committed to Texas this week. So, big pickup for uh, yeah. Steve Sarkeesian. Huge. and Texas is huge. I, you know, a lot of people, I think he's going to be a phenomenal quarterback. Oh, and, I do too, yeah. And I think it's a huge get for Texas. They're going to – you know, when you get a big time quarterback like that, normally some receivers and running back will follow because they want to play with that guy. So I think it's a big pickup for Texas. And yeah, he was recruited. His final three were Alabama, Georgia. Alabama, Georgia. Texas. Obviously, you're
0: know, Alabama fans. He didn't come to Bama.
1: Very sad. Very sad. But but I we I mean we got a lot of guys yeah. you know in the pipeline. So I, I can't blame him. But like I said, Texas. You know, a lot of people saying, oh, he you know he didn't want to compete with. The SEC, but, you know, Texas is coming in the SEC. Yeah. And they'll probably be in the SEC by his sophomore year, I think. So, really, really, really big pickup, yeah. you know, for Texas. It'll be interesting to see how – because Quinn – is it Ewers? Ewers, Ewers how have you say it? Quinn Ewers.
0: Like, Quinn Ewers. He – he's a freshman. Did he redshirt last year? So, he's technically a redshirt freshman of Texas, isn't he? Yeah. So, when he goes – when Arch Manning arrives in Texas, he'll be a sophomore. Red shirt, sophomore, sophomore.
1: So, probably Arch would probably red shirt a year, and then yeah. Quinn Ewers could probably get drafted. Yeah. We'll see how it pans yeah. out. They're, I mean, both really talented quarterbacks. Sark is getting
0: a lot of really good players. Uh, he needs to because they had a very horrible year last year, and he's in his first year as head coach, came under a lot of fire. Um, but moving on to our next one, uh, we're staying in football. Gronkowski, Gronk, Rob Gronkowski, whatever you want to call him. If you watch football at all, you know who this guy is. He, like, he's retired two or three times, hasn't he? Yeah, I think this is the second time. Yeah. I thought he retired two other times. I'm not sure. He's retiring again, allegedly. There's some people that believe that he just doesn't want to go through training camp, that he wants to – he doesn't want to play early in the season on not meaningless games, but that don't mean as much to kind of save his body because he is over 30 years old, which isn't old, but in football years that is old. So, there's reports that he could come back, especially if Brady, his buddy, Calls him up later in
1: the year. So, what, what do you think? You think he's going to come back? I actually don't think he's going to come back. I've heard you know mixed, mixed people saying you know mixed decisions about whether they think he's going to come back or stay. But I don't think he's going to come back. Uh, you know he's the best tight end I think of all time, and I think he's a you know first ballot Hall of Famer. And you know eventually the tolls take it, the hits take a toll on your body. And he's just been so banged up. He was really unhealthy last year. Now, I could see him maybe sitting out another year and then coming back, but I don't yeah. see him coming back this year.
0: Yeah, if, if he could have stayed healthy throughout his career, there's no telling what he what records he could have broke. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll have to watch that and see how it goes. So the next hot topic is one that we don't know too much about because we don't play golf. Uh, anybody that follows golf or plays it, I've – Went to a driving range one time in my life, and it didn't go well because I played baseball my whole entire life. So, you know, golf, you kind of got to swing through. Like, this is like a straight swing. Baseball, I was, like, hooking everything. It was bad. I don't play golf. I don't really watch it. But even though I don't watch it, I know a lot. I mean, obviously, you know Tiger Woods. You know Phil Mickelson. You know Dustin Johnson. You know a lot of these guys. And a lot of the really big-name players are leaving the PGA Tour to play in the – I looked it up, I don't know, I thought it was an acronym, L-I-V, they said it's pronounced LIV. Yeah, it's the LIV Tour. LIV Tour, LIV Golf Tour, and it's funded by, you know, super rich guys in Saudi Arabia, you know, they got all that money over there. Um, but some of the things I was looking up is like ridiculous amounts of money.
1: Yeah, and and that's the thing, like, like Stephen said, we don't really keep up with golf too much, but I, we've been trying to get into, it look at it, and, you know, watch ESPN a lot, but... You know, eight of the top 50 PGA Tour players that are in the rankings, eight of the top 50 players in the world, they have went to this live golf tour because the money is just astronomical. You know, you see something like Dustin Johnson got $125 million just to go over there. There's no telling what Phil Mickelson yeah, got. Just to go play. Just to go play, you know. And I saw something where a report said Tiger Woods was offered possibly, you know, and this is just a report I saw, possibly a billion dollars. Just to go to the tour, yeah, and, and it has to be just to get it, just to have the name of Tiger Woods. And and another thing, I saw that w- if you win one of these, you know, tournaments, you get like I think it's quadruple the money that the PGA Tour is willing to play out. Yeah, like every- if you win, like I saw somebody won a tournament for the PGA Tour and they got like one point two million dollars. But if you win a tournament, say with this Live Golf Tour, you got like I think four million, something like that. So the money's just astronomical so yeah, yeah. Every, everything i saw was like more than double the
0: money um and, and i don't like i said i don't play golf my wife knows people that play golf um i know some people so we kind of reached out to them just to see their thoughts uh just a few guys you know kevin um uh, one of my friends dusty one of my friends thomas um we're talking about you know, they play golf and they watch it and kind of they were all kind of saying the same thing that it's just the money that these people are throwing out, and it's all about the money, the money these people are throwing out to get these guys over there to play is just so – it is nuts. Um, Kevin, actually, he works for my wife. He said that he thinks it's good to shake things up, but in the end, like in the long term – because the PGA is not happy about this. No, they're um, mad. They're, they're very mad. There's probably going to be lawsuits. I don't know how that will play out, but – in the end, he thinks it's going to hurt golf and maybe the players overall. But, I mean, I don't know if it'll hurt the players. I mean, if they're getting that kind of money, they, they probably don't care, you know. No, one, they don't care. You know, they're getting ridiculous money to go play golf in Saudi Arabia. But we'll see how it plays out. If you watch golf and you have more information for us, text us. If you don't have our number, email us, Timmer's Corner Sports Talk at gmail.com. And you can, like we said, find us on Instagram, find us on Twitter,
1: message us. Give us the information because like we said we don't watch golf that much. Yeah, we don't watch golf, but that's our last hot topic. But I am watching TV right now, and Kyrie Irving just opted into his contract, so he'll be playing for the Brooklyn Nets I next did. year.
0: See, that's the thing, man. This is we didn't have this in our notes, but since he's brought it up, I mean, if you we Heath and I, anybody could go be an NFL source, you know, NFL insider. You can write articles about stuff because all these experts and – literally everybody had him leaving. I mean, I saw an article – not an article, a headline today that says, Nets are expecting to lose Irving and Durant. So, everybody was pretty much saying he's gone. It comes out that – now, I don't know if this is like a sign and I wouldn't think it's not going to be like an opt-in and then trade type of deal. He would just – he just wouldn't opt in.
1: Right, no. He's, he just opted in to play one year for – Yeah, so. You know, 37 May. But um, – I might quit my job and go be an NFL reporter, right? And talking about the NBA NBA
0: reporter, I should say,
1: right. Talking about the NBA, we're gonna hit our you know first topic of the night, and this is gonna be a quick one. We're just gonna talk about the NBA draft. It happened last week, and the SEC had eight players drafted in the first round. The highest was Jabari Smith from Auburn, and you know, and a you know a shocking surprise. A lot of people thought he was gonna go number one to the Magic. Yeah, you know, I I. I like Chet Holmgren, the seven-footer out of Gonzaga. He's just a little skinny, but I liked him and Jabari I, Smith. You know, yeah. I was shocked that they didn't go – well, that one of them didn't go one, but yeah. he was uh, the highest rated from Auburn. Yeah. Chet Holmgren,
0: he just – like you said, he's – he's he's. I just think he's going to get man, absolutely manhandled. I mean, maybe not. Cause everybody thought that about Kevin Durant coming in because right. he was so skinny. But how many Kevin Durants are there out there? Yeah. A lot of people say he's baby Giannis. He, he might be. We'll see. Um, but, you know, man, what really surprised me, so speaking of SEC guys, I think it's Shaden uh, Sharp, a kid from Kentucky, didn't play. He
1: didn't play the – like, he went to Kentucky. I don't think he was injured either. I think he just chose – Well, them. no, he – so, he was supposed to be a senior in high school this year. I he reclassified. reclassified to become a – to be basically a freshman at Kentucky. Right. But red-shirted something him. happened with his academics or something in Yeah. He just didn't play. He couldn't play. So, this guy goes to
0: Kentucky, doesn't play the entire – so, it's kind of hard to say, you know, a player from Kentucky got drafted, even though technically it is, but he didn't play the entire season. He went seventh overall, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. Seventh so. seventh overall. That just kind of – it's crazy how the NBA does this all the time. They'll take guys that has potential, that maybe not have played at all in college or hardly at all. You think like Kyrie Irving, he was hurt. He played much. eleven games. He played eleven games, and he was hurt. And then he went. Was it number one? Yeah, yeah. He went number one. Now, obviously, it panned out for, for the Cavs. Yeah. But it's just crazy. Um. And speaking, so we mentioned the Auburn players. We mentioned a uh, guy from Kentucky. Uh, there was, uh, I'm trying to think of the guy from LSU. Um. Ty Easton. Uh, Easton. Yeah. Um uh, He's a beast. He's really good. Yeah. He's good. He got drafted. Uh, the only Alabama player. And if you listen to Heath and I earlier in the show, in our earlier podcast and episodes. You heard us call this. So J.D. Davison, who came out of high school, five-star recruit. Everybody was saying, "I know he's one and done. He's going to be probably a lottery pick for sure, first rounder." Then he got to Alabama. You watched him play. Heath and I watched him play, and we was just like, "No, he's not. He's not getting drafted in the first round. He might not even get drafted at all. He did get drafted in the second round, but it was like five picks." From the bottom. Five picks from so the being drafted. So, he almost didn't get drafted. So, we were pretty close on that call. But he did go to the Boston Celtics, just competed, you know, in the finals. So, a good team for him to go to. Um, I don't know a situation. You would think, you know, these guys, they all get input from people. I just can't believe anybody told him, hey, yeah, you're you're going to be a first-round pick. So, he, he might have got – he might have known he was going to be a second-round pick or not get drafted and didn't care. I don't know. But would love to see him come back and develop his game but he goes to a good situation where he can develop his game and kind of come off the bench so well, I mean what do you think about that pick
1: yeah it wasn't it, I mean it wasn't surprising like like you said I mean me and you we a lot of people said he was gonna be a lottery pick we didn't really see it but you know it's exciting that he did get drafted and I mean it's sad you know for these guys coming in as freshmen in college thinking that they're gonna be one and done and stuff and then it just doesn't pan out for them but like you said I think he'll go and he may go to the G League and develop a little bit, and then they, the Celtics call him up. But I actually think he could be really good in the NBA. I just don't think that Nate Oates system really was the right system for him because he's not a really good shooter, but he's really explosive, good in transition. Yeah, good he's a, an athlete. He's an athlete, right. And so when your system is nothing but threes, you know, three or get to the basket, it's, it's kind of yeah. hard because a lot of people knew he wasn't going to shoot. But, yeah. you know, excited for him, uh, I think – Kevon – not Kevon Ellis. Keon Ellis. Keon Ellis, Ke- I think he signed with the Kings. So the Sacramento Kings. And, and uh, Jaden Shackford. Another
0: guy who was a junior, we both said he's not going to be drafted. He's – I mean, again, this isn't anything personal. This is just talking what we see and, and, right. and watching basketball. Like, he's a – I mean, he's a sniper. He's a shooter. But that's pretty much what he is. He's a catch and shoot from the three. Uh. So, but – you know, hopefully – I mean, I hope all these players are the best. I hope they don't have great careers. Um,
1: all these guys that get drafted or signed sign deals. He went to the Thunder. Yeah, he went to the Thunder. And like Stephen said, best luck to all these guys that got drafted and stuff. And, you know, hopefully next year, you know, SC continues to produce and locally we continue to produce. But we're going to move on to our second topic of the night. And I know me and Stephen are really excited about like this. He mentioned it at the first part of the show. We put a poll on Instagram last night and basically asked – which is more difficult to win. I actually texted some people today and asked them this question too. But I asked what is more difficult to win? So either March Madness, a college world series, so baseball, or college football national championship and the results Steve, you here, I'll pull up the results real quick. The results from our poll, I believe let's see. It
0: was it was it was close between um while you pull up. I know for sure it was so, close between
1: March Madness had 47%, College World Series had 40%, and, and College Football had 13%. Yeah. Well, so we're going to, de- you know, debate this and really say our thoughts. But honestly, to me, well, I'll let you go first. want you you go first. You to go first? Yeah, go first. All right. To me,
0: now this is, all these sports are hard to win the championship, obviously. The
1: way, just to
0: kind of maybe give you some context of how I looked at it, I didn't look at what's the hardest to win as in what is the hardest sport to play i guess and win the championship i don't know if that makes sense hopefully it does i looked at it overall as a in, from beginning of the season to championship what is the hardest to get to the playoffs or what is the hardest to get to the championship from the very beginning so i looked at a season as a whole and a lot of other other factors that i'll go over i was one of the <laughs> i was one of the 13 percent. i think tyler my buddy tyler love you buddy we was on the same page um we were the only ones that put the college football, I think in the poll, we were the only ones that put college football national championship was the hardest to win. This is why, for me anyways. Number one, college football season, you lose one game, you could be out. Now maybe, there's been, Alabama's won, I mean last year they made the championship and they, with a loss. Georgia won the championship with a loss. So you can do it. Um, but for I'd say for sure, you lose two games and you're out. And it could could be early in the season. Like, you know, you could be halfway through the season with no real chance of getting back into the picture to make the playoffs. There's only four teams that make the playoffs, whereas, you know, in the March Madness, obviously, there's so many teams. And even in baseball, I know there's only eight teams that make the World Series. But leading up to it, you know, you get your regionals, your super regionals, then the World Series. So I think there's more room for error Throughout the whole season of March uh, of basketball of baseball, whereas there's not in football, and then even looking at, so we're Alabama fans. Um, take out the top ten. So let's say, take out Alabama. Take out Joy. If you're a team, if you're a fan of all these other teams, a who's someone that's on the brink of. I mean, I I guess maybe Notre Dame. They're kind of. Kind of right there. Alabama, the Georgia, Ohio
1: State, Clemson, Notre yeah. Dame, USC, um, Oklahoma.
0: So, if you're a fan of some of these other teams, it's like it's almost like you have no shot at all. Um, if you were – you can pretty easily – so, if somebody came to me at the beginning of every single college football season and said, pick five teams, and if one of those five wins the national championship, I'll give you a million dollars. I'm pretty confident that if I had five guesses, one of those would win. So, like you said, I'm going with Alabama, Georgia, number one and two, obviously. Ohio State. I mean, next for next year, Oklahoma. You don't know what they're going to be. USC. You're not sure in the first year of Lincoln Riley. You don't know, but I could come up with five teams, and I I can 99.9% guarantee that one of those will win. You can't really do that with any other sport. I mean, you look at look at the last ten national champions in football: Georgia, Alabama, LSU, Clemson, Alabama. Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State, Florida State, Alabama. That goes all the way back to 2012. I would say maybe LSU was the biggest surprise in that 10-year span, maybe. And but even if you look at the if you look at the um season LSU had before they won, they still went 10 and 3. So it wasn't like they went from mediocre or bad to winning the national championship. So, you know, it's hardly ever a surprise of who wins. In college football, so to me, that's why it's harder. Because if you're a Notre Dame fan, if you're a Oregon fan, if you're a you know for next year other than that one championship in the past ten years, Florida State fan, if you're a, I mean a Florida fan, it's it's really really hard to have a whole lot of confidence if you're being real that you're going to make it and win the national championship. So for me, that's that's a. Really, the reasons that I picked as hardest to win the college football national
1: championship. See, I didn't really look at it like that until I was asked, "Uh, B. Hey, Mister Jeff, my father-in-law, you know what they thought about it?" And you know, Mister Jeff, my father-in-law, he said he kind of looked at it like you did, and then I was like, "Well, I definitely see where you're coming from," because he said, "Thank you, B. Hey, if you look, Mister Jeff, Jeff, yeah, yeah. thank you, Mister Jeff." So, like, if you look at it, we're Alabama fans, so I looked at it from Alabama fans' point of view, yeah, and you know, like, we're in the midst of a dynasty. I think we won six out of the last ten championships. So, obviously, it's not hard to win a football championship. But if you look at it from, like, a South Alabama, UAB, uh, a Syracuse, or somewhere like that, it's practically impossible for them to win a college football championship. Yeah, and that's how I try to look at it. Like, I mean,
0: we saw I mean, look at Ole Miss or Mississippi State. Yeah. I mean, if you get into the tournament, and when I say tournament, you know, March Madness or the regional, Super Regionals, World Series, you have a chance. You you have a
1: chance. As soon as – just get there, and you have a chance. Well, so if you're looking at it like that, I definitely agree with that. But I I didn't look at it like that because I looked at it more of the fact of – so basically this year in college baseball, Tennessee – the Tennessee Volunteers was the, clearly the best team in the country. And it, it wasn't even close. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, but if you look, they didn't even – they got beaten the Super Regionals by Notre Dame. They didn't even make it to the College Royal Series. Yeah. And even with the March Madness, a lot of the top teams, that's why they call it March Madness because these teams get upset. So basically, like you were saying, is once you get to the tournament, everything just goes out the window. Yeah. I mean, Ole Miss, we played the clip. Last four in to the number one team. They didn't even know if they were going to make it. They get in and they lose one game and they just run the table. And, you know, you get these high powered teams and like, Tennessee, I think Oregon State was three. I think Stanford was two. And, you know, they get beaten, they get blasted. So, for me, I picked the College World Series baseball because of the reason. And here's another reason I think why I think that I'm right. (laughs) But in baseball, unlike basketball and football, in basketball and football your best players are always on the field. In baseball, particularly, if you have an ace pitcher, he can only throw basically once every five game, Once every five days, basically. And when you get in these tournaments like a Super Regionals or Regionals or the World Series where they're playing, you know, a game every day or sometimes if you get in the loser's bracket, multiple games a day, it comes down to really pitching. And you can't just keep throwing the same guy out there like you can in a softball. So that's why I went – you know, with the baseball and the College World Series, but I definitely can see, you know, where you're coming from from the perspective of if you're looking at it from a South Alabama fan or a, I don't know, a, a Van, well Vanderbilt wins baseball all the time, but like a, a school like that, a small school that really has no chance to win football, yeah. and that's that's the thing about football. I mean, like you said, I mean, if you got a list of five teams, you're the best team normally in football wins. Georgia was the best team last year. You know, I know Bama blasted them in the SEC championship, but Georgia from From the game one to the national championship, they were the best team. Yeah. Same with LSU when they won. Same with Bama Norman when they won. Same with Ohio State when they won that year. You know, and all these teams. So, that's why why I look at it. But it's a good question. Yeah. I mean, you definitely can make an argument
0: for any. um, Easy, yeah, easy. For anyone. And if, you know, we didn't say March Madness, obviously, because there's only two of us. Um, If you think March Madness, shoot us an email. Shoot us a, a, a message on Instagram or Twitter.
1: Yeah, DM us. Yeah,
0: DM us. Hey, soon you'll be able to comment on our TikTok videos, and you can comment there, and everybody can see, and we'll try to comment back. Um, so yeah, that that wraps that up. I mean, I,
1: that was I was fun. Um, and we're some really good stuff. I don't mean to cut you all, but we're gonna try more and more on Instagram and maybe Twitter or something. Yeah, we we're gonna put a question out there pretty much every week and before the episode, and we a question we want people to answer and see. You know give their input, and then we're going to come on here and uh, really talk about it. Yeah, we're going
0: to try to like, – we like to get y'all involved as much as we can because it's fun to have a lot of people involved. Uh, so moving on to the last topic of the night. This is going to be fun because it's kind of another debate type of thing. We're going to be like uh, Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp going back and forth. Isn't them two? They're on the same show, aren't they? Yeah, <laughs> They're going back and forth <laughs> yeah. and arguing with each other. I don't shan- know. Skip I'll Bayless. Shannon, you can be Skip. I do I do I do. He just says a lot of crazy stuff to get ratings. I don't think he. I don't <laughs> yeah. think he believes. Remember that. Remember when he said Jim Harbaugh is a better coach than Nick Saban? Yeah. What a clown. Saint
1: Nick, he calls him. Yeah, Saint
0: Nick. Anyway, sorry. That guy's just funny though. If you don't know who he is, go look him up. You'll hear some crazy stuff. Um, so the last topic of the night. Um, there was a there was a ranking put out. Heath actually sent it to me, and it was by. Is it? It's one. Is it on three? One three on three. It's O-N-3, so I'm assuming it's on three. Maybe it's just one. Maybe it's like they're trying to be cool, like the three is a E, so it's like one.
1: Jesse Simonton? Yeah. So we'll say Jesse from one, on
0: three, one three, however you want to say it. Um, there are sports, you know, they put out articles and, and follow sports and all this stuff, and he's one of the reporters. And he put out his SEC football coaches rankings for next year. Heath and I are going to go through, we, believe, we agree with a lot of them, we disagree with some of them, so we're going to go through and kind of give um, our thoughts on them, um, I'm sure we'll disagree a good bit, I know obviously the top and the bottom we agree, but let's get started, so Heath, um, you want to just read the list and we'll go through and talk about each one, or you want to just go one at a time?
1: Yeah, yeah, we can do that, so I mean, let's just start at the top, uh, 14 Vanderbilt's coach Clark Lee. I'm sure a lot of people didn't even know that was their coach, but yes, that's their coach. It's not uh, Mason anymore. It's Clark Lee, and that's a Vanderbilt. You agree with that, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, I mean that, there's no debate. Like, like we talked about last week, Vander, they're just—I I, I don't. Now they would definitely agree that a national championship is the hardest to win. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they're 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 not going to compete in in football. They're and just then, not. Yeah, no, absolutely. And then thirteen, Eli Drinkelwitz from Missouri. I agree with
0: that one. I agree with that one because we had actually Vanderbilt and Missouri as our last teams in the SEC East. So, but I, I, overall, I would say in the SEC when we went over our rankings last week. So, yeah, those two coaches are, I believe, are correct.
1: Yeah, and then uh, at number twelve, our Auburn fans might not be happy with this, but Jesse had Brian Horson at number twelve. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I don't. You know, I can't say that. I don't know. I. I, don't know. I I, okay, this is a hard one because he really had a bad year last year at Auburn. Yeah, but if you look at him at he had a lot, of players, at, hurt. Had a lot of players hurt. If you look at him at Boise State, he wasn't a bad coach. Yeah, so now, a, little, it, a little different the SEC. Yeah, but still. so but this is a projection. We're projecting next year. I that's how I took this list. So hey, having him at twelve, you know, I, to me he's in the same category as a Mike Leach, a Shane Beamer. Billy Napier. So, I mean, I, I don't hate the ranking, and it's no,
0: it's not because I'm a hater. Um, because if we are projecting for next season, they had a lot go on in the offseason. Um, so, I, I just – I don't hate the – hate. I mean, you can bump them up a couple spots, but I don't hate the ranking at all. So, uh, number 11, this guy – so, Jesse has Billy Napier, the new head coach at Florida. Uh – I think I would actually have him above – Mike Leach is a little higher on the list. I think I would have – I don't know. I hate giving a new coach that hasn't even done anything in the SEC a higher ranking than a coach that's been he, there. He was phenomenal at Louisiana. But, he's, I mean, he's he's done some – he's gotten some players to come back. Anthony Richardson, um, freak athlete, you know, uh, big guy running like a deer. Um Got him to come back, who I think he considered transferring. So, he got a lot of players back. He got a lot of players in the portal. He got a lot of good recruits. Um, one that uh, went to our Honor Faith Academy. Um, Shamar James. Yeah, he's at, he's at Florida. So, got a lot of good players. I think I could see him being a really good team next year. Maybe not, you know, going all the way and competing in SEC in their very first season under him. But I, I feel like I would have Billy Napier a little high based off, projecting what they're going to do next season.
1: Yeah, and at 10, they got Shane Beamer at 10. I would actually flip Billy Napier and Shane Beamer, so I'd have Napier at 10, Beamer at 11. But, yeah. you know, I mean, he's doing a decent job at I Which South Shane Carolina. Beamer did get um, Spencer Rattler. Yeah, and so. I actually had them projected third in the SC East next year. But, you know, I, I mean, this is the best of the best conference with the best of the best coaches, so – you know, being ten, you may be like, "Man, that's a slight," but I mean, obviously, there's a ton of guys that would want that job. Oh know? yeah, for sure. So, and then, absolutely yeah. for sure. Um, uh, so
0: number nine comes in. Uh, J- uh, Josh Hyple. I always mess up his last name. Josh Hyple. Hyple. That does not look like Hypel. I know. Anyway, I always mess up his last name. i consider just saying Josh from <laughs> Tennessee. Josh Hyple from uh Tennessee. See, I don't, I don't agree with this either. I Again, I'm not a Tennessee fan, obviously, but I don't agree with this. I, I would have him for sure above Mike Leach. I mean, when you get when you get seven through one, it's hard to jump anybody into the top seven, but I, I definitely would have him over Mike Leach, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, if if you're looking at – if you take into consideration what he did at UCF, they were a really good team, I would have him at eight, I agree with you, over Mike Leach. But if you take in consideration what Mike Leach did at Texas Tech and – Washington State. He was very impressive. But I just, it hadn't translated yet to the SEC. No, I mean, I know I they had some big upsets last year, but. Yeah. I don't think it's going to translate, to be honest. Unless,
0: if you don't have some sort of a running game in the SEC, I mean, in college football in general, but especially in the SEC, yeah. uh, if you don't have some form of a running game, you're not going to be very successful to at least threaten the defense. But when they can just drop eight guys because they know you're passing it and they can just, you know, sit back in coverage and wait for you to throw it, I don't think you're going to have a lot of success. Yeah, so where are we at? We're at seven? We at, yeah. So, was, so, so, yeah, Mike Leach was at eight. Yeah. Sam Pittman, Arkansas head coach at seven. Uh, this is where I I kind of start uh, agreeing with a lot of this. Um, Arkansas had a pretty – they gave a, – a, I think they won s- – Nine games. Eight, nine games? Was yeah. it nine games? I thought
1: they went nine and three.
0: Um. But they were was, they was really, really close in a lot of games. I mean, they gave Alabama a tough time. Alabama pulled away at the end. But they still gave him a really hard time. Um, I know you you mentioned last week they lost a lot of players, so that could hurt them. But um, I mean, they've been recruiting really well. They got I mean Drew Sanders, who was a five star recruit, came into Alabama. They got him on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, some other guys that come in there. So they still have Sam Pittman, obviously. They still have um, what's the offensive coordinator? Kendall name? Briles. Kendall Briles, phenomenal, phenomenal R-briles. offensive coach. He's still there. Offen- great offensive mind. So. I mean, Arkansas might shock some people next
1: year, and I think Sam Pittman's doing a great job. Yeah, and I have Sam, Sam Pittman at seven as well, and this is where my list starts to get a little crazy different than this guy's list, and Stephen may disagree or agree. But at number six, Jesse, what's his name, Simoton. He has Lane Kiffin at number six. For me, I got Mark Stoops at number six. I'm just projecting. I'm a huge Lane Kiffin fan. I think you'll see how big of a fan I am yeah. When I when I unveil my – but yeah so he's Um, got Lane Kiffin at six I got Mark Stoops yeah I I would jump I would jump
0: Lane Kiffin over over Mark Stoops uh I just I don't think Lane Kiffin but he's
1: got he's got Mark Stoops at five
0: yeah 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 he's got Mark Stoops at five so I don't think Lane Kiffin is the sixth best coach in the SEC um I I definitely would have him. maybe I don't know if he'd make top four but I, I wouldn't I mean I might put him top four depending on the day you know, I could change my mind. But, uh, no, he, he's definitely higher than sixth, in my opinion. But so, uh, we mentioned Mark Stoops, Kentucky's head coach. He's at five. Um, it seems like since he's been there, they've always had a pretty solid defense, pretty good running game. They've never had really a good quarterback. Um, but now they have Will Levis. He was a transfer from Penn State. Had a pretty good year last year. They, I mean, they went ten. They won ten games, ten and three, I believe it was. Um and a lot of people, again, I don't, I don't see it. Heath and I think we're on the same page. We don't see it. A lot of people are having Will Levis as like one of the top quarterbacks in the country next year. and could be one of the top quarterbacks in the draft. Um, again, I don't see it as of based off of watching him last year. Um, but you know, they could surprise some people. I think Mark Stoops. It's going to be hard because you got to confess Georgia. Um, Tennessee is up and coming. I, th- I had actually Tennessee above Kentucky in the rankings that we did last week. So it's gonna be hard, but I I mean, I don't I'm not mad at him having Mark Stoops at five.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a good spot for him. And he had Jimbo Fisher at number four, and this is where I have Jimbo Fisher at number five. And I know people are like, Whoa, Jimbo Fisher, he won at Florida State. Yeah, he did win at Florida State. He had a loaded team. That was years ago. That was a long time ago. That was back when he had crab legs, Jameis Winston. So yeah, Jameis Winston, a quarterback, Hasman, I got it, I gotta get oh, it. Got right. oh, but done. Uh, that was good. So Jameis Winston was that quarterback. He had a really loaded ball club. They beat Auburn in the national championship. But you see what he's done in Texas a He's yeah. underperformed. He's underachieved. Absolutely. That's why I got him at number five because I think we're just projections. So I don't. I think he's not gonna. I think he's gonna take a step back, and. So what is that? So he uh, they he's a, they have him at, four. I, have mean, him at I, four. I agree with that. I got him at five. You get him at five? Yeah, I, I mean I would have him at five. Like you, you said, said, you got he, Lane he ahead
0: of him. He hasn't. Oh, I, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'd have Lane. I've okay. had Lane. Uh, uh, I bro. got Lane at four. I would. I would. Yeah. I'd put him. I actually. No, depending on because we're about to go over who's at three. I would have Lane at three. No. I would uh, have Lane oh, at three.
1: Lord have mercy. we're
0: about to get who? who what's uh, Matt? Is it Mueller? Yeah, Matt. So Mueller. 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 Is it Mueller? Yeah. So I think he's Mueller. I call him Mueller. Okay. However, whatever, whatever your last name is, Matt. You know, we hadn't even met yet. You didn't like my rankings last week because I had LSU so low. And you, hate, for those of you who don't know, Matt's an LSU fan. Never even met this guy. But I feel like we're starting off on the wrong foot. He's not going to like my rankings of uh, his head coach either. So, this guy has Brian Kelly as number three. I just – Which I agree. I, I don't agree with that because, I don't know, I – He didn't, you know, every year at Notre Dame, it seemed like they competed. They'd either get to, if they got to the national championship or they got to the playoffs, they literally got blown out. They never competed, not that I can remember, in a game that they lost, and they didn't really win hardly any playoff games. I think they won none.
1: No, they never did, but they they never won. He got them to the national championship. Yeah, yeah, he got them. And that's when Alabama absolutely destroyed them. But think about it like this. It's Notre Dame. And I know a lot of the older generation remembers Notre Dame when they were a powerhouse. I never remember Notre Dame as a powerhouse. I'm only 25. Yeah. But to me, what he did at Cincinnati and then what he did at Notre Dame, and then he's going to LSU where you're going to get more talent, better players. So, I definitely think he's at number three for me. I mean,
0: I, I guess I'd have to see it first. Because I, I mean, I know we had I had Billy Napier higher, and he hasn't proven anything either. You got Billy Napier at three? no 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 no, no. Oh, i'm saying God. i i'm saying later at that he had him this guy had him at 11 i had him a little higher based off of a projection and he hasn't done anything you know but so maybe it's kind of unfair to not to say Brian kelly hasn't proven anything so he's not um i it just they they didn't lose a lot of players they got a lot of you know good players you know you mentioned the quarterback from Arizona state last week
1: um and they still got miles burner yeah
0: yeah um i mean, I mean i'm not going to be surprised it's not going to shock me if lsu He's number two, in the SEC West next year. Um, and I mean, I'm, they're going to give Alabama a tough game. It's going to be. Is it at LA? I think it's at LSU. Yeah, it's at LSU. Yeah. Um, Death Valley. That'll be probably a night game, I would guess. Always. Um, it's going to be a tough game for sure. I just. I mean, I'm not saying I would drop him all the way to like ten, but I would definitely drop him a couple spots below Lane Kiffin, in my opinion, because. Um, I mean, Lane, since he's been an all miss, I mean, it's all miss. They just, they can only do so much um, in football.
1: Yeah, so you got Lane at three and Brian Kelly at four. I got Lane at four. Brian Kelly at three. And then the last two are pretty, you know, everybody knows them. Kirby's yeah. at two, Nick's yeah. at one. There's just no debate there. There's no, really no reason to even talk about it. No. You know, Kirby, a potential future head coach at Alabama. Or Lane Kiffin. That is one reason I'm really high on Lane Kiffin. I would, this is crazy. We're going to, maybe do this in a couple episodes on my who would, you know, maybe prefer to take over after Nick Saban. I pref- I would prefer Lane Kiffin or Steve Sarkisian. Yeah. That's I know a lot that of that people that think that Dabo. I don't yeah. think Dabo's one, one year
0: after Dabo, uh, Dabo has one bad year and everybody's not talking about it anymore. Like, Paul Paul Feinbaum was one guy that was, like, all about, Dabo's going to be the next head coach at Alabama. And then he has one bad year and you hardly hear him talk about it anymore.
1: Yeah, Uh Speaking of Paul Feinbaum, he got in an argument with a dude who had Dabo, second-best coach in the country, and he was going at this guy saying Kirby's number two is clear, and which that's a debate. But to me, Lane Kiffin, I don't think – the reason I don't think Dabo is because I don't think he's leaving Clemson. But yeah. that – so that's our third topic. Basically, we went over that guy's list. And me and Steven, we kind of agree, but I had Nick Saban at one, Kirby two, yeah. Brian Kelly three, Lane Kiffin four, Jimbo five.
0: Yeah, like you said, there's no reason to talk about the top two. I mean, it's – I don't think you can debate. I just don't. Even if you're like an Auburn fan, hate Alabama, want them to lose every single game, like in every single sport, I, you can't argue that Nick Saban. That's Auburn's
1: two biggest rivals. Yeah.
0: You can't argue that Nick Saban and Kirby Smart are the two best coaches in the SEC.
1: You the think, Auburn could have had Kirby.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't I don't think he would have went so. there.
1: I think he was going to go interview, but he said, I don't know. I think they could have had him.
0: I think he was holding out for the Georgia job. This is when he was at Bama, right? You talking about? Yeah. yeah i think he was holding out but but that kind of wraps it up for us tonight everybody thanks so much for uh for listening i kind of you, know, you took it over for you i'm sorry i kind of no, no, cut no, you off no steven no um, that was great but, but uh hey I actually before uh next time we do our next show is going to be after fourth of july so happy fourth of july everybody happy early fourth of july or d- maybe happy fourth of july depending on when you listen to this shoot some fireworks don't uh be safe Be safe. We don't want any more Back It Up Terry videos, although that was pretty funny. It's pretty funny. It's still funny to watch, but we don't want any of that because that's dangerous. We don't want any toes blown off. Um, We don't want any uh, Jason Pierre Paul incidents where you get your fingers blown off from fireworks. Um, But y'all have a happy 4th. Thank y'all so much for listening. Subscribe. Hit the notification uh, button so that you know when when we release a new episode. Email us, Tim Wins Corner Sports Talk at gmail.com. And as we mentioned at the beginning of the show, you can find us on all our socials um, Instagram, Twitter. We will have a Facebook soon. We will have a TikTok soon, I'm sure. We're not going to do any of them TikTok dances because that's just not us. Unless we're, y'all want us to. Unless you want us to. You might have to pay a special price, but we got to raise some funds. We got to, we're going to retire on this.
1: Yeah, we just got <laughs> some new equipment. So, like we, Steven said, yeah. They mean catch all. But like Stephen yeah. said, find us on social. We're trying to get, you know, more involved in that. And we wanna we want more feedback. And, you know, we love people when they hit us up that, that don't agree with us, that do agree with us, that like what we say, that don't like what we say. We just love it. And we're gonna try to get more guests here soon. Like I said, be looking forward to that. And we're gonna post, be looking forward to the question to answer the question about what we're gonna be talking about next episode. And, you know, we can't wait to hear from y'all. See you. Ya.